No big deal. Okay, we're recording. Our Disney Plus isn't working for some reason. I've tried three times now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Hamilton. And it... Log in or it's just not working at all? Well, it's not... So it's weird. I can get to the menu and I can get, I can select it. And it's when I go to push play that it's like something like trouble playing this. Try again later type of thing. Weird. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to get started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia and we have Kim and Kendon. Well, happy first week of July. Hopefully you saw some fireworks yesterday or whenever the 4th of July was for you. Tim, do you, you were saying that there are some fireworks on your block. Can you see them from your house? Yeah, I can see them. One of my favorite things, and I've experienced it since we moved into this house, is some of our neighbors are close enough that like from bed, I can see the fireworks. It's really oh, fun. Nice. Yeah, I can go to sleep nice. like, oh. So I really like that. Um, cool. Can anything you want to share about our Fourth uh, of July festivities? Somebody lit a bush on fire on accident. That oh, happens. Wow. That did happen. Yeah. Well, a, a friend of ours that we're not entirely surprised was a little reckless. Um. Yeah, that did happen. I forgot about that. Oh, we all have those friends. It's okay. Yeah. Uh. You know, actually, last night. So I was like, had a feeling I was going to want to leave early because I get nervous when the people I know are doing fireworks. But I, I, um, I made it for like the first wave and then, and then the second wave made me. Very nervous. It made me nervous. Well, what's funny is that like, they're not drinking. So I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. They're sober. They, they'll, they'll be all right. Um, yeah, it's fun, but it's scary. I always have to put my sunglasses on because the debris falls in your face if you actually look up. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> but it's fun. Happy Fourth of July. Oh, but ours was actually so. What was the theme? It was a Juneteenth. Happy Fourth of Juneteenth. Was yeah, weird like Fourth that. of Juneteenth or something. It was a Juneteenth theme. So everything was black, red, and green, and we had a trifecta Jello shots of those colors. I should have given him this flag if I hadn't known. Mm-hmm. I have a African-American American flag. <laughs> That's all oh. red, black, and green. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. You can wave it proudly. Um, I didn't know that was... So I thought that was a country flag because I've considered flying it in our house a couple times. But He's out for like a specific now, When I got it, you like gave it a big thumbs down. I did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been folded up over here. I was like, isn't this cool? And she was like, mer. I do that sometimes. Oh, that's nice. So it's the stars and stripes of friends. It's the stars and stripes of the American flag, except for it's Afro-American in that it is black instead of white, the red stripes, and then the it's green instead of blue. Yeah, they have one flying at my job this year for uh, Black History Month. Yeah, I, I guess I needed some Black History <laughs> lessons on this one. I did not realize what it was. In the comment section, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking we should put it up in our front window. Yeah, we, sh- we like should that. have had it up yesterday before. And for June. Well, that should yeah. happen. Anyways, I won't blame it on you anymore. Don't blame it on me because I, I thought of it, but I just didn't say anything. Sorry. Bad. So I guess do blame it on me. Anyway. I already did. In any case, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about Police Academy. The oh, first one. are we? First of six to come out every year in the 80s. Uh, no, like what, 1984, and then every year after that, they came out with another one. After watching this, I can see why they're not hard to make. No, <laughs> same formula every time. Is it? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, we will talk about it's it. Up and then you have to solve the day, you have to save the day. That's the mm-hmm. save the day. That's that's what they were doing. How, how do we keep picking movies that are so resonant to current events? Yeah, I don't know. No. There's a riot. I did not expect I did not expect this movie to be what it was. But anyways. Yeah, I thought I mean when we when we came up with it last week I was like, "Ooh, we're going to do Police Academy, huh?" Like it does it was like, "Okay, it's going to be somewhat relevant, but it was a little on the nose." Yeah, it is. Okay, so we're going to talk about Police Academy in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. But let's go back to the 80s. Let's get us let, let, let's set the theme. Let's get going on some trivia. Kendon, can you give us a color, please? We should just get a colored dice. <laughs> or you could just pick one. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yellow. All right. What hip hop? Oh, man. I do need to start putting these on the side. We did this already? Yeah. What legendary band famous for its live shows had only one top 10 hit, which was Tough, no, Touch of Grey in 1987? Oh. No idea. How does Touch of Grey even go? Never even, I don't know. It's the Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a deadhead, so I don't know. Yeah. But it is, that's interesting to learn that because they are very famous, definitely legendary. But, They're very popular, for sure. But not top 10. Um, okay, here's another one. In what 1980 comedy did Goldie Hawn play a young widow who joins the army thinking it will be a health spa vacation? You're in the army now? I know the name of this movie. I can't. I'm spacing on it. Is there a movie called You're in the Army Now? Yeah, there's a Polly Shore movie in the army now. Oh, What's it called? This is Private Benjamin. I had no idea that was the setup. Yeah, it's setup. <laughs> she thought she was going to a spa. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, here's another one. What was the pl- flow bee used to cut? Lawns, paper, or hair? Hair. 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 The device worked with a vacuum cleaner to snip tresses. That sounds dangerous. All right. Um, no on, surprise here. The Pauly Shore movie in the Army now has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved that movie. I watched it all the time. On what game show did a 1984 contestant shock viewers by getting no whammies? Uh, press your luck. Um, press your luck. Mm-hmm. He had learned the not yet randomized light patterns on the board. Yeah. <laughs> they hadn't randomized it yet. Okay, so this card is now done. I'm yeah, going to put it on the I'm side. I'm going to stop rolling the dice. I'm the just card going to have is you done. Take, a, take a card. 
because you already read everything off the card. <laughs> okay. We can do it that way. There's no rules. We make our own rules here at MIT 80s. Where we're going, we don't need rules. Very good. Police Academy? N no. Back to the Future, Shalia. Ah, Back to the Future. I didn't know what you were... <laughs> the end of Back to the Future. You don't need rules in Back Roads. to the Future? Roads. 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 Maybe yes. the DeLorean then flies away. Yeah, that makes sense. You hosted 80s podcast. I well, we heard you say rules. <laughs> yeah, that's... We covered this Thank you, thank you, Tim. <laughs> if you had said Rhodes, I think I would have got to. But then it wouldn't have been a reference. <laughs> that would have defeated no. the purpose. It's early. We'll give you get a pass. <laughs> Thanks. It's early. It is early. It's Shalia early. So speaking of it, uh, the daytime and what's going on now. Do you guys have yeah. any news? Uh, can... Um. Really quick. Go ahead. I can throw a couple at you. Yeah. So uh, the okay, the creators of the Man in the High Castle mm -hmm. are now creating a, which I guess is over now, right? Um, they're creating a Warhammer live action TV show. Oh, nice! Isn't that crazy? Kenan just like went full nerd, and now they're making a TV show. Not only that. <laughs> The show is based off of the book that I'm part of the way through. <laughs> I did not plan this. So that's the one about the Inquisitor that I talked about last week. I will not go too far in. But Amazon is making a TV show based on the game series Fallout. And yes. this is going to be by one of... Oh, you've already heard this one. I it's, haven't. What, what's it going to be? It's made by the showrunners from Westworld. Oh. Which I think is a very good pairing for some reason. It just seems like a good pairing. Um, it does. Fallout's <laughs> this interesting series that started way back in the 90s on PC. But it's this kind of tongue-in-cheek world, uh, post-apocalyptic world. But post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear apocalypse that is kind of based in the 60s, mm -hmm. 50s, 60s. One of those two. I'm kind of trying to remember. So basically, it's like, what if certain sort of technology existed and then nuclear apocalypse happened um, and people are coming out of their fallout shelters or some people are and realizing like there's mutants and, and other like uh, societies have kind of, you know, so a little Mad Maxi, I guess. Um, but like really funny in a lot of ways, just kind of the humor is. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It could be a really fun show. You can do a lot with it. So yes. speaking of Mad Maxi, I did see the trailer for Old Boys. And it starts looking very Mad Maxi with Charlize Theron driving through a desert. <laughs> oh, Old Guard? Old oh, guard. Old Guard. Yeah, yeah that's I just right. Put that the on, Boys, Old Guard. <laughs> I just put that on our queue because I heard it was fun. But it's not out yet. Yeah. It's not Tim's out yet, but people have, people have screened it and they said they enjoy it. So I like the I'm in. Speaking of, okay, this is not, this is a kind of a tangent, but uh, because we're going to talk a little bit about it in what we've been watching, but Uma Thurman just shows up in, in um, Imposters. And somehow my, in my mind, uh, Charlize Theron somehow is connected to Uma Thurman. That's fair. 
Um, no, going back to your news though, Kendon, didn't they say they were also going to do um, a 40k kids? Oh, two kids thing? books have already come out. Oh, okay. that was older news. Kids books. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems silly because it's like a very violent adult world. So, so it is like very violent and all of that. Kids. You keep saying adult, but I they feel like its target adults. audience was like originally at least like 14 to 20 year olds. So young adults then, but not kids. Bug. But no, not young adults in the YA, like Twilight or whatever sort of way. Like, kid, like, like at some age, because you weren't a boy, I don't know, Tim, maybe you, it's like gritty. It's like the world is really gritty and all of this action and all of the, like, it's not young adult in that way. In the other way, it's young adult and you really want to watch Terminator and all this other stuff when you're 14. Okay. I still don't. I'm, going I'm with my still surprised voice. that they would do Tim, back me <laughs> a up, kid's please. book for it. But. You're right. No, he's right. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that it's it, it, for elementary school kids. Yeah. That is weird, these kids' books. But, yeah. Thank you. That's my point. <laughs> it's weird to have it as a kid's book. Uh, okay. right. it's, it's so, like, kids is such a, as we've talked about, right, it's, it's this thing that's expanded over time. Yeah. Like, things that were appropriate for kids in the 80s may not be so appropriate now. And, you know, people try to find a way, like, <clears throat> I always remember the Hunger Games. We've all seen the Hunger Games. Like, that's, it gets really violent, like, in the movie. And I'm like, this is a kid's movie, and you got kids slaughtering each other. Like, there's a whole scene where these kids murder each other. After the movie, these kids trying to kill each other. Like, we somehow, as a culture, get around it, um, allow you to do it if there's no blood. Exactly the point. Well, the other piece is just as long as it's a kid protagonist or a kid character. So I don't know about these kid books for 40K, but I'm assuming they are making kids be the characters. Yeah, well. Because as long as it's kids doing it, that seems to be the okay. Thing, right? Kids and it goes, yeah. Well, it goes to the blood thing, right? Because several of the villains, like the ones that I are villains, like antagonist species or whatever, like the ones that I saw on the cover of the book are basically these Terminator robot looking things. And Tim, you would know too that well maybe like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ca- cartoon, the Foot Clan got changed into robots. Samurai did. Jack did the same thing. Um, I think making it into machines or somehow inhuman allow like demons um, allows you to do a bunch of violence that if it was aimed at human or like humans or something that bleeds would be considered less acceptable. I always felt that way about the stormtroopers as well. Like the, That's why you don't like see robots. their face. So when you see this violence against them, you're like, oh, they're just all ever- the, same, the same looking creatures getting beat up. Because the, the kid, Ewoks you literally... Ever- Sorry, go ahead. So what? I said that the Ewoks literally kill a guy. They like beat him up with sticks and stones. It's well, as a kid, did you ever wonder what was under those... Well, they no, they sound human. That's the one thing. Like when they talk, you you can hear them talk. They sound just like regular dudes. But yeah, making them faceless is really helpful to being like, nah, you can gun them all down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. All right, any other news for today? Uh, um, say real quick, Willow. No, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you keep talking over each other. Sorry. This Zoom thing is awkward, but you said that they beat him with sticks and stuff. I never thought that they killed that guy. What they killed was the guy in the AT-AT or in the ATST with those two logs. Yeah. That guy got murked. So <laughs> I didn't, I thought the guy with the sticks and stones survived. I, I mean, know. weren't those guys trying to kill other people? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But okay. they were teddy bears. But they fight back. I like that. I know, right? Uh, my only news is that Ron Howard says the script is being developed for a Willow sequel and a series. What? Yeah. When you get what? more Willow in our lives. I feel like there's not that, like, Willow is already very derivative. Like, what, is, what in that world is unique? Another adventure? I don't know. More magic? More babies disappearing? I guess because the Tolkien estate is probably locked up so much stuff. Like, you can't just do a Hobbit-based thing because that's basically what I remember from our review of Willow. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. Hmm. Val Kilmer reprising a role? No. Val's not. You think so? He He didn't look well last time I saw him. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they could have him, like, uh, okay, like analogous to the the grandfather in um, in um, the Princess Bride or something, where he's like sits down. And he's like the next generation's like, oh, I remember your grandfather or whoever your father did this, and I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I feel like he could come back as an old Mad Smart again. Is he working right now? He didn't look healthy, so I don't know. You're all right about that, which is real unfortunate. Yeah. Was he a smoker? I don't know. Vaguely, but don't take that as fact. Okay. Um, Any other news? Oh, yeah. He has throat cancer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I do have one more major piece of news. What's that? Kanye West is running for president. I ignored all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Would you vote for Kanye West over Donald Trump? I wouldn't vote for him, no. No. I can't imagine he'd be worse. He's a narcissist. Yes, but I didn't say would you vote for him over um, Joe Biden. He, yeah. I'm saying, like, what if it was Joe Biden had, like, 12% and, uh, what's it called, uh, Kanye West and Donald Trump tied and it went to a runoff? Tim just will not participate. <laughs> no. I would vote, I'm going to say, I would vote for Kanye West. I find it. You would? Yeah, why not? I ignore that. And whole... under that sort of situation, I'm saying <laughs> if I had to choose between him and Donald Trump, it would depend on who he was going to put into his cabinet. If Dre was in the <laughs> Dre, <laughs> Pharrell, huh? Timbaland. Why I mean, would you... Kim Kardashian Why... has what, what... clearly stepped up as a humanitarian. What What about the way he's engaged with politics makes you think that those are the people he put in the cabinet? 
because I'm, I don't know, living in a fantasy world. It'd be yeah, Candace Owens, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. He would be those types. <laughs> the way he, he, like, he thinks she's smart and likes the way she thinks. Like, nothing about the way he's, he's paraded around since Trump's been president tells me he would put interesting, anyone interesting in cabinet. It would just be more of the Trump stuff. It'd be more of the same. At least I know these devils we're dealing with. I don't even know. I don't want Candace Owens in the White House. I don't want none of these free Ben Shapiro up there. I don't want any of these people there because he thinks they're cool and young and hip. Okay. Nah. But he could have Pusha T as drug czar. <laughs> <laughs> Pusha would be fun to see in the White House. But, okay. Nah, their head would explode when they started reading Pusha T lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He thought they had a problem with Common's lyrics. <laughs> he did. You remember What's that? What's Common? With that thug. <laughs> that thug. Who did we? Did who were we watching that looked like Common Imposters. recently? Imposters. We call him Common. We call him Common. <laughs> I guess. Better actor than Common. Is Common not good? Wait, I, I, what was it? Oh, Four God. brothers? Five brothers? Was he in Five Brothers? What? No, he wasn't. He wasn't in Four Brothers. He was in that was under two thousand and Four Brothers. Andre's not a bad actor. Common was in. He's been in a bunch. Of, he was in John Wick Two. Yeah. Still gotta watch that. Speaking of watching, what are you guys doing? What have you been up to? What are you reading, listening to, watching? So after I finished Imposters, I started watching this show called Zoo on Netflix. Yeah. It's this really cheesy sci-fi show about like something happens to animals and they sort of like regain their rightful place on the earth and start attacking humans. Everything. Is this a sequel to the birds? It feels like the birds. Cats, birds, insects, dogs. It starts off with these crazy lion attacks in Africa. We're on like a safari, they get attacked and it starts spreading across the world and this group of like ragtag group like there's like two scientists a military person a guy whose dad is mysterious all sort of get together (laughs) the usual suspects the usual suspects but it's so the scenes where animals attack humans is hilarious to me i don't know why i laugh every time there's one scene this lady's in the kitchen she turns around there's just a bear in her kitchen like he just stuck in the kitchen he's gigantic like you would not have heard him like walk into the kitchen he's sneak, so they, sneaky sneaky he's sneaky she, she 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 hides in the cupboard and the bear's tearing up her kitchen it's just yeah yeah it's it's pretty stupid but i've been enjoying it <laughs> well Did we're we're becoming aware that you like bad stuff sometimes <laughs> i like a lot of bad stuff no i'm fairly aware of it um bad, 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 bad entertainment one of the <laughs> One of the things we've enjoyed looking at is YouTube videos of bears walking at like people, just like on their hind legs walking around. Because like, have you ever t- seen a bear walk on its hind Hinton legs? was like talking about how like that seems like that's what Bigfoot could be. Like it's just a bear walking around because um, they look like humans. And like there's one where it's like walking up to a car, <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like freaking out, and he like looks at him. He's like okay, and then like walks away. <laughs> well, there was a bear like up in the northeast where they were either, I, I can't remember if they confirmed it or not, but at least what, what they were saying in the article is that he probably had his front paws injured in one way. 
or another. Mm. So he was like perpetually <clears throat> at the time, at least while his hand, while his paws were healing, was walking on his hand, hind legs. Just ch- and they kind of had this weird gait, the kind of a uh, a swinging gait, like. But then the other thing that I thought was cool is I can't remember if it's called Gigantopithecus or not, but there was a giant, um, basically orangutan-looking creature uh, that lived in North America within the last 100,000 years or something, like the, the, the time period in which human beings had already moved to North America right Mm -hmm. and if you look up this thing don't look up the name that i said look up giant orangutan in fact they based the king louis in the live action quote-unquote live action um jungle book off of this creature and when it's standing up it looks very much like um the the classic uh bigfoot and that's where Mm -hmm. he loses me because i just think (laughs) bears walking on their feet like that are funny and then he gets <laughs> not scary. <laughs> well, I don't know that this is sciencey. It's just an extinct um, species. Okay. Um, okay. So we do watch those. <laughs> um, so do you recommend zoo for others? No, I don't. Oh, okay. But it's fun if you just are in the mood because it's just, it's like three seasons. That's the way too long. Um, but I laughed a lot watching it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Oh wow. That's, that was good. Hell. Yeah, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm showing him Gigantopithecus. Yeah. Doesn't he look like Bigfoot? He does. Yeah, he does. And I said, yeah, it is called Gigantopithecus, so you can look that It makes up. sense why people would get the Bigfoot lore. He would move like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very Harry and the Hendersons looking. Okay. Another movie we did. Another movie we did. Based in Seattle, like imposters. Oh, uh, boy. Anything else you've been doing, Tim? That's been it for me. Just watching a bunch of movies. Oh, Disney. I'm sorry. HBO Max put all of their all of the animated DC movies on there. Oh man, we need to get our HBO Max. Really good stuff on there. If you're interested in seeing some some good stuff. Um, Flashpoint was good. That I remember. Flashpoint's good. Under the Red Hood is good. Yeah. Or Doom. What's it uh, called yeah. is really good too. Um, the Dark Knight Returns. Yep, both of them are on there. Part one and two. But the killing joke, less so. Wait, okay, so you think it would have been good if they hadn't added that extra stuff? Yeah, uh, better. <clears throat> oh, good. Definitely better. Cool. Um, Kendon, what are you up to? What are well, you doing? What I'm up to is what you've been up to. And what we've been up to is drafting off of Tim. <laughs> Tim's nah. options. So, uh, well, primarily it's imposters that, that I, we've been watching. We're like, what, five, six episodes into that. And then also Lie to Me with Shalia. Watch with, I, I watched some episodes with Shalia that also resonate with, now, with these times. So, imposters, which I want to have a kind of conversation with you about okay. without spoilers, obviously. First That's of all, cool. imposters, I kind of like, like, like you were saying, the, um, the premise of why the woman is not who she seems, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of fun. I want to know who this doctor is. Um, let's see. What else? The, there's two storylines going on. There's two main groups of characters. Okay. One who are dealing with the aftermath of what this woman do, does in like the beginning of the first episode. 
which is basically to be like, I'm not who you think you are, or not who you think I am, and I've just stolen your stuff, right? And then you're spoiling now. I'm not, I don't care if I'm spoiling five minutes into the first episode. Sorry, It's the premise of the show, right? So the people who are dealing with the aftermath are not relatable, are are very difficult to sympathize with. They seem, yeah. They're very privileged people who are doing some really unethical people things to normal ass people <clears throat> yeah and we're like you have access to resources you don't need to do what you're doing to these people and, and and that's the leap of faith they want you to take is that somehow these characters automatically no longer have access to all the stuff that they had access to previously which is hard for me to believe so they have to create trauma for these people that doesn't need to exist especially when in one case a family member explicitly <laughs> offers them money that would have taken care of their of their situation, right? Very quickly, yeah. Um, so the two guys are ridiculous, are ridiculous. Um, and the woman that shows up is also particularly ridiculous. I, most of the time when the show switches over to their storyline, I'm just wishing that they would switch back over to the other side, the imposter's side, which is far more interesting. It gets better, I will tell you that. Does it? Yeah. You mean the 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 non-imposters? Yeah. The storyline gets more interesting and, and funner to follow. And then the main one the other main character's involvement with common, quote unquote mm-hmm. common, yeah. seems real reckless to me. I'm like, what oh, are you doing? You haven't got to that. No, no, no. No, I, I've seen some of the. Let's just say there's certain things you shouldn't do right in front of your apartment building. You could step into the vestibule. No, there's more to it. You'll see. Oh. More to that whole. I can guess what it might be. You'll see. Anyways, I like that actress, and for some reason, I. He's I was good. Thinking, I'm thinking of the show You. And the second, ep- the second season of that, the main chick in that, I was very turned off by. I was like, yeah. what is your deal? This chick, she's fun. And the, the other people within her orbit, her crew or whatever, are really fun too. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, Uma Thurman plays a role in all of this. And she's an amazing actress. I'm, it's, I, when I saw that she was in this, because this is a Bravo show, eventually. I don't remember what Bravo was, but Shalia keeps saying, is this Lifetime? Are you sure this isn't Lifetime? And I'm like, no, because the wrong gender is the, is the, is the villain in this. <laughs> um, so, um, wow, what a fun show. Shalia does, is not really on board with this show. I've decided to jump in because it's like two seasons. Yeah. I like the actors. I like the, the little mystery that's going on. Shalia will like it like two more episodes in. She'll be like, okay, I'm in on it. You're going to be in it. Shalia, do you mind cutting out the next two seconds or three seconds? Okay. Game on. What is that from? Game where they're playing um, hockey in the middle of the street. Um, Wayne's World? Cars keep coming by. I think it's Wayne's World. Um, But I... um, what I like about the main character is she's it's believable these people would be engaged in what they're engaged in. Yeah. 
really it's all believable. Um, the character she's playing in Seattle, I don't mm-hmm. buy, and it bothers me. Like it bothers me to hear her voice. I want to slap her in you're the playing house. A, playing a banker, a, a banker's assistant. <laughs> well, no, but she's yeah, she's playing like like she's like, fifteen uh, years old and playing up gross. like the the oh <laughs> oh I'm a deer in the headlights oh. <laughs> And I was like, this is regressive. Yeah. It doesn't work for us. It works works for some people. Well, here's the thing, too, is I'm wondering because of the fact that this show involves people pretending to not be who they are. Like, there's a part where we saw somebody in makeup, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Pretending to be somebody different. And Shalia's like, that makeup is bad. But I'm wondering if some of this, like, kind of overacting sort of thing when, when the imposters are being imposters and the fact that you can see through the makeup is for the audience. 100%. And you're supposed to assume that they're a little smoother. Yeah, 100%. It's for us to, to identify what's happening. Not, it's not for the... Yeah. And everyone seems to believe these people are who they are and not under a bunch of makeup. Yeah. So yeah. that... Um, <clears throat> Anyways, we should talk more offline. I don't know when. We, do we really have to wait? What five years? Shalia claims. Because does this show come out in two thousand eighteen? Before when can we talk about season one? Because this I mean, show is amazing in certain ways. So I think we can, as long as we tell our friends that we're spoiling it, then it's fine. It's just if we're gonna just talk about something without warning them, that's when it's like it can't be five years okay well we're gonna have a spoiler talk about it when we finish at least season one thank you tim for introducing at least me to this show shalia is like shalia likes to watch whatever what episode are you on i really want to say six or so uma thurman's been in it i think this is her second episode in it that we're on i feel like uma thurman's role is okay we can spoil this did the the bride die at the end of Kill Bill? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like this is what she's up to now. It's a continuation. Yeah. I like to think of a lot of things as continuations. It's very Pulp Fiction-y, the way she behaves. Um, okay, so anything else that you've been doing you want to talk about? Lie to Me, which is mostly Shalia's show, but the episode that I watched with her the most i watched two or three the most recent one i watched with her um involved a um a shooting of a young black man on the top of the roof who may or may not have pulled out a gun probably didn't as far as i was either a gun or a cell phone and it's two police officers who shoot him yes and some somebody is lying because the show's called lie to me um and this precipitates this is in dc and it precipitates a um not riot anti-police protests anti-police protests this show started in 2009 (coughs) so this is episode is either 2009 or 2010 because it's still the first season yeah um actually i may have mentioned last week um did you you talked about this last week right Mm -hmm. He is kind of going for this house thing, but he's no Hugh Laurie. <laughs> and I, I'm like, this show doesn't quite... And there's like, you know, terrorism like scares that don't, to me, seem credible, even within the show. Um, so there's that. But um, 
I'm worried about going back to House. I kind of want to go back and, and rewatch House, but I'm wondering if it may or may not stand up because this one I feel like has uh, lied to me. Its writing is a little lacking in in a lot of ways. But Shalia, um, yeah, I mean, similar. I think I said most of what I would say about it last week. Of like, it's a bit vanilla. It's not. It's not great. I I think House is probably better in terms of writing. Um, I don't really care about any of the characters, that kind of thing. But um, but I do think it's really interesting the to- the topics and the subjects that they're taking up in their very first season. Like, I did not expect to see a, a police killing. I mean, 2010, like that's before Ferguson, even, right? Yeah. So like, it it's just an interesting. And like I told you guys last week was like the NBA um, issue for athletes, and was it, just, it the NBA or the NCAA? Well, it's both. It's the NBA can't. Oh, right, right. Or won't let you in. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm interested in finding out a little bit more about the showmakers because they are, they're putting forth some concepts that I appreciate. Um, and it's kind of funny because, like, if they have to have, like, a devil's advocate in there to, like, then have the Lightman as the main character guy who... Um, it's like the face of the show his name is lightman Mm -hmm. and he's a white man Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes he is he's he's white he's white man (laughs) um and uh yeah anyway there's like devil's advocates like that push back on him and those that can be irritating but it's usually just so that he can explain why he's right which in the end i usually end up agreeing with so it's it's i like it I've been enjoying it. It's was, something easy and safe for me to watch while Kendon like isn't around. Um, so yeah. I also think it's interesting that he's British, and it reminds me of the. So he's kind of. I feel like he's a he, British people sometimes, for whatever reason, seem to have like a more authoritative opinion in TV. Like, that's what I'm getting from this. Is like when he's just basically been when the uh what do, you, what do you call them again um devil's advocates are just like they're not even devil's advocates because this is their actual opinion and he just shoots them down because he's the smarter he's the the more i don't know capable but he is like he's the one who like developed this whole theory of being able to detect lies like he is the expert the he that's that's who he is so he is shooting them down but the other pieces i'm saying like it's unbelievable that some of these characters are saying what they're saying and it's like that's because the writing is there to have them say it so that he can say this like they are agents for him um Mm -hmm. and for the dialogue to go so that's what my point is on that one but yeah so that's lie to me um other things i've been up to is i got to go hang out with my niece for a day and it was really fun i was trying to think of um we had kind of a traumatic incident where her very favorite doll, like very favorite, she takes it with her everywhere. Um, we were, she was having it like climb through my knees and broke her head off. Um, and so I had to deal with that. Uh, Little do we know Shalia is Zinya on a top. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Zinya on a top from Goldeneye. Where she squeezes breaking, people's heads off with her thighs. With my thighs. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. So 
use some super glue to put her back together. We'll see what happens. But I was like, oh, I remember those days as kids when your favorite toy is no more. And she was very traumatized by it. G.I. Joe not traumatized. She didn't cry. That rubber band in the middle breaking. Yeah. Did you have that problem? Yeah. They should twist them. Yeah. 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 And so. if their thumbs broke <clears throat> off, you couldn't, they couldn't hold guns anymore. Uh, I hated it. I just tried to tape them on there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So All she, the she took it like a champ. She's just like, is this mean that she can't play with me anymore? <laughs> but she can't give me hugs anymore. But she did not cry about the fact that like it was a headless body. <laughs> she was that is kind of terrifying. Yeah. I had um Tiala and I had dolls that were the same, like these babies, and like one of them, their head kept falling off. <laughs> it was it was very frustrating. Anyway, that's I mean, that's me. Not, not up to a whole lot. Just kind of, you know, chilling from having been camping and stuff. I want to so. mention something exciting that's going on with me. Good. Well, I'm okay. listening. I can get some water. I'm listening. I can hear you. I'm just going to get some water from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I got this. I got this new Lego set that I'm looking forward to putting um, together um, for work. And since our work is space related, in fact, there's a SpaceX hat that Shalia has hanging right here on her microphone. That's true. I do. Um, I got the Lunar Lander, which is a either creator or idea set that um, I'm going to put together to de- decorate my desk. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that's the other thing we've been doing is we went back to Outer Limits season one, episode one, Sand King. And yes. that one, they bring... From the 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 Mars lander, the Mars supposedly lander. brings back some soil samples with little eggs in it, so there was life on Mars. Shalia made me stop because eh, spoiler alert: a dog dies. You can tell like, they get a puppy, and I'm I like, forgot oh, about that, that puppy. Yeah, I, I had forgot. forgotten too. I I, I like, thought I that don't. the dog like warned them about something, and then like his family leaves him, so I thought the dog left with him. Um, so we weren't a- able to to complete that episode, but that episode, I'm going to be finishing it at least on my own. It, for some reason, left this like indelible mark on me, um, as far as my my appreciation of sci-fi. And you'll never guess who wrote this the novella that it's based on. Let him try. Who do you think wrote it? Somebody major. I don't know. Just take one guess at least. An author. Very relevant today. J.K. Rowling? Close. No. George R.R. R. Martin. Really? He wrote a novella called Sand Kings that this first episode of the 90s version of The Outer Limits, and I was just like, well, not blown away, but just like shocked. I was like, oh, wow. Because I know he's written other novellas and stuff like that. Right. But I was like, the first episode of The Outer Limits. He was a TV writer, too. Do you remember the... Um, what do you call this? Um, soap opera, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I remember that show. Because like my great grandmother loved these soap operas. He yeah. was a writer on that show. A great grandmother too. Yeah. Yours too. Yeah, so that's how I watched it. Yeah, I liked it. Well, I how do I say I liked the Beast. I thought he was cool looking, I, but he. I was always waiting for some action to happen, and that mm-hmm. really wasn't what the show was about. But I think this is why I like Ron Perlman because I'm—he's the one who played the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. Under all that makeup. So. But this was 1987, right? What was? The show Beauty and the Beast with Ron Perlman. 
Um, I mean, I must have been, I mean, that might have been when it started, but I would have been four at that time. So it must have been later seasons that I was watching. Yeah, Lin- Linda Hamilton, Rob Perlman. Yep. Linda Hamilton. That's an excellent pairing. Like, I like both of them. Yeah. Maybe we should go back and watch that. Maybe we should do an episode, we should on, Beauty do an episode on Beauty and the Beast. Is it streaming? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure Maybe. it is. I'll look it up. Okay. All right. Anything else that you're up to, Kendon? No. Okay. Um, I think we might be ready for talking about Police Academy. Like, I think that's, I think that's our next uh, thing on our agenda. You guys, are you, do you agree? Are we ready to talk about Police Academy? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. The mayor says we have to take this riffraff. I'm trapped here? Oh, yes. We all are. Police Academy. Crime is no longer the number one problem. They are. All right. So Police Academy, 1984. That sounds right. What do we have to say about it? Who made it? Let's start that. All right. It's directed by you, Wilson. Are you familiar with any of his work? I don't think so. I think you're about to tell us if we are. He's written a lot. Um, he's directed Dudley Durai, Blast from the Past, First Wives Clubs, Burglar, Woody, the um, Whoopi Goldberg classic. Is that an 80s movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. WK thought- he did episodes of that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, she's busy. Busy indeed. Um, and the movie also stars Steve Gutenberg, who plays Mahoney, uh, D.W. Bailey, who's Lieutenant Harris, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Who I didn't even And her thighs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bubba Smith, who plays High Yes. NFL player. Uh, Donna Scott, Gray Gaines, Andrew Rubin, David Graff, Leslie Eastbrook, and everyone's favorite sound effect, Michael Winslow, is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I always somehow associate him with uh, Family Matters. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Did he he performed here recently? Yeah. Well, I don't know how recently is it in the last decade. Yeah, we went and saw him. Okay. Um, Mahoney is funny because I think I only know that guy from Three Men and a Baby, mm-hmm. but I know him so well. Hmm. It's funny. He's like the the sort of like archetype for these type of eighties movies. Kind yeah. of loose cannon, kind of does what he wants. Very anti-hero type of guy who does his thing. You know, marches to the beat of his own drum, but then has some golden heart to do the right thing at some point for You're reasons. You're being that very aren't. nice to him. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of insufferable. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's meant to be. It's, I mean, who's be, not in this? It's meant to be endearing. It's not meant to be off-putting. Yeah. That's the 80s for you, right? The 80s for you. So the plot is pretty simple. The, the mayor decides to strip away the criteria for police. Mm-hmm. One can apply, right? All the sort of requirements that are necessary. So all these people apply. All these sort of ragtag people apply. 
Now the officers are pissed and they want these people to quit. They can't not them in, but they want to work them so hard that they quit. So they have this group of cadets that we follow. Mm-hmm. Harris is intent on getting people to quit. He's working them to death, making them run, doing these crazy drills, yelling at them like he's the hardest trainer guy that they have there. Meanwhile, Mahoney's there and he can't quit, though he does not want to be there. They won't, they won't fire him and then he can't quit because of a deal he made with some other officer. But then he sort of falls in love while he's there and decides to stay and stick it out. He falls in something. <clears throat> lust, I believe it's lust. lust. But he does yeah. say, like, I think I might want to be a police officer. He also I mean, he, decides he, he kind of likes her in his shorts and changes his mind. That's what happens. Looks yeah. out the window, he's her in his shorts. He's like, you know what? I want to stay. This, and there's that creepy peeping Tom scene where he's just casually drinking beer, peeping at these women. With a great punchline, though. Yeah. What's the punchline? That the... Um, Oh, yeah, just like how it plays out and yeah. the other guy gets caught. Yeah, that was funny. Harris tries the same thing and gets caught. He, like, throws the beer and runs away. Um, he's great. He's great. He's a great villain. But it reminded me, I was watching him and it reminded me so much of um, Smokey and the Bandit. So, uh, 80s movie? Yeah, another 80s movie. You guys never seen it? Mm-mm. Nope. It's on the list, apparently. I'll save my Smokey reference, but similar <laughs> kind of dynamic between like Smokey and like um, the people chasing him, Boss Hog, and all that. that yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the setup is you you see all of these yeah ragtag um, folks going to join, and so we get an, a picture of each of them before they get there, and so you've got. Starts with this um, really gung-ho guy. I'm forgetting his name. Tackleberry or something like that. That Yeah. Like, and he's just like super gun happy, trigger happy. Um, Wants to be in the military, go into police academy. Like scary, scary guy Um, who we're supposed to. He's like, he's basically comic relief, right? 100%. Um, you've got Kim Cattrall who <laughs> wants to dress like a man. <laughs> She's like the the rich pampered girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very uh, 80s trope, I feel like. Yeah. Yep. Very fun. They're driving with her mom in mm-hmm. her fancy car. And the mom, I just, I just assumed it was a dog on the mom's lap. And then I was like, no, that's a cat. It was a cat whose head was as big as the mom's head just sitting on her lap. And I just, that's funny to me. Um, you've got, uh, Leslie Barbara, who works at a photo developing stand. Yeah, they pick up a whole thing and throw it in the water. They, yeah, he's got some bullies, like, okay. He can bully the whole movie to the end. Yeah. Um, and then he beats up people who didn't actually deserve to be beat up, and he's just like, sorry, and walks away. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mahoney is getting well, he's not fired from his job. He gets arrested for what he does to that guy's car, which I was kind of surprised he got arrested for. Um, Isn't that reckless uh, endangerment? Some I don't know. Some different things. I mean, like they told the him to jerk, down to spot. Very dangerously. Um, so you got that. And then he but, but meets. Here's the thing. Mahoney is really believable as a used car salesman. Like that's <laughs> he would be like a car salesman. 
He was my car salesman. He's because I mean, he's I mean not like. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, as a valet, parking attendant. Yes, um, car salesman. I don't think so. Like, I don't think he can hold the charm that long. I don't think he has that much control over his personality. <laughs> um, so then you've got uh, Winslow. Um, what's his? I forget his character's name. And then he's at the police station, and that was great. Marvell Jones. Uh, that was great where he's like what are you here for and he's like this and then he like <laughs> makes some shooting sounds and everyone freaks out and they're like stop it and I kind of like Tom Mahoney is like he's great I want him with me like this is my new friend um, which I thought was pretty fun um, I think those are the main folks that we see in the setup and then you've got like the two other cadets who are like confederate flag uh, yeah car driving people i don't i don't know how yeah these two and clearly like, set up is anta um antagonists i guess yeah yeah um and oh and then the like uh george martin who's got all these girls and <laughs> george martin yeah martin. um so yeah that's the setup you got this um one black chick i can't remember her name but she talks really really quietly and like did you mention Bubba Smith as well? I didn't yet. I now they don't show. I don't think they show him in the lead up. Like he shows up like when they're already there, and yeah, then we so learn his back. Yeah, a racist. And then we learn his backstory over time, which is that he's a florist and he got bored with his chosen profession. I find that hilarious. The, the that gentle was my giant favorite. Yes, and that he's a florist. Like oh, and, and Mar Marion Ramsey, she plays uh, Hooks. Laverne Hooks, yeah. Laverne Hooks, the quiet one. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of each of the characters as they get set up and brought out to. Uh, Those are the 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 academy cadets. Yeah, and they're um and so Mahoney is like I'll be out of here by ten, and then he's not. So then he's like I'll be out of here by three. And one of his first pranks is to pretend to be a drill sergeant behind Kim Cattrall and tell her to show. Well, first she gave him her phone number, and then he wanted her to show him her thighs, and she, it was like she was about to do it too. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and then the and then she ends up into him later. We don't really see what where that comes from. No. All of a sudden, they're just kind of hooking up. All of a sudden, they're they're like a thing. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, but the setup is generally just it's it's meant to to get all sort of like oddball characters in the same group in the same room with the hard ass boss who's trying to weed them out, and they. They work together to get through it. And the more benevolent, um, what is, Commandant? Commodore. Yeah, yeah he's funny. Um, Commodore. And, and then, funny. so it's, the, it's interesting because this movie is obviously a comedy. It's very funny. There's parts of it that are hilarious. But it's also completely over the top where within the first couple of minutes, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, it, it seems like it's going to be a little too much. And I think like by the end, it had sanitized itself for me. <laughs> like I had gotten used to it. So it wasn't too over the top. But like the dog running out of Barbara's car and then going and humping the commandant, like, okay, like that wasn't. That did not make me laugh. Also, there was a lot of gay jokes that I didn't. I was gonna say, there's a lot of gay not jokes. Not even just gay jokes. Some of them are just straight up unnecessary slurs. Yeah. 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 Like they yeah. come in at the end. 
I, I, I was cringing the gay bar scene. So Harris tells the two sort of ideal candidates that if they throw a party every year. And so they try to get the one guy, the Kodak camera guy to like squeal. And so Mahoney tells them about a bar they're all going to, but it's a gay bar. So these two very like macho heterosexual men walk into this gay bar. And then the gay men kind of want to let them leave. And it, it flashes back to them sort of slow dancing to the, with these dudes in this bar. Okay, then, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I kind of liked it. For the beginning part, I was when they were like, okay, they go into this bar and it's a bunch of like biker um, gay guys. And they're like, yeah. mm, we're not going to let you yeah. out. It's very gay panic. Like, oh, yeah. like they, they're going to trap us into like, Yes, but when I listen, when I when I looked at the joke, um, like past that, when I looked at the joke as the people think they're going one place and they end up going to another place and yeah. getting involved in something that they did not expect and maybe kind of liked it, the yeah. dancing part of it was a lot of fun. When they once the, the gay people were were not portrayed as like threatening, but just like having fun and having these two guys like have fun with them, the dancing was kind of funny to me. I thought it was. Yeah. Like, it could have been done better. Like yeah. some reason why they they end up staying other than the doors blocked by a bunch of tape. Like, I thought it was going to go way left. I was like, what? Right. So yeah. I was expecting basically some sort of sexual assault situation. Right. right. And I think maybe I was just pleasantly surprised when it didn't go that way. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like these guys stayed and danced the whole time. I even got the impression that maybe they stayed longer than they had to. Yeah. That's what I, I, yeah, I was, by the end, I was like, they could have left by now. I think that they because yeah, Harris said, why didn't you call me? They didn't say anything. And even yeah. that joke, it didn't turn into much of a gay panic joke once the, once they get back. It was just like, there was a lot of dancing. They just keep they looking drop, back at each other. Do drop the F-bomb later on at the, oh, yeah. in the meal. Like, it's not, like, they, they dropped that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mahoney also, used it, too. I think Mahoney used it. I think I maybe learned a new slur. Spade. I kind of knew that it was never. related to black people, but like, I never just heard it. I've never heard it just like yeah, straight out used like as a slur. Don't they use Jigaboo? Is that the big one to use later on? Jigaboo. Wow. That was fun because we were recently watching this this uh, show about black actors. Um, I don't remember what it was. They Gotta Have Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking right? about that. And they were talking about the song. The, was it Jigaboo versus Bright, Bright, Light Brights in um, School Days? In, in School Days. In School Days. Yeah. So I didn't really know that that was a slur that was used by white people. I thought mm-hmm. this was kind of an internal, like, Uncle Tom sort of term, more yeah. used by black people. So when he just straight out does that, and like Shalia points out, they immediately look up to Hightower. Not, they hear not, something that they know is going to, yeah. Not that Hooks has been insulted, maybe feels a way about what was just said. It's the big dangerous black man. Well, it, it, and not at the person who said it. Like, they should be reacting to the person who said it and be like, you keep, like, no. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But instead, like, they know, they know it's bad enough that they are like, oh, shit. But they're not reacting to take Harris at all they're looking at Hightower like oh god what is this animal gonna do yeah Yeah. please don't murder him uh that was yep it was irritating but I think it was supposed to be like I think it's more irritating to me that that Hightower comes at the end and saves him like all right he had he had to be the one to save him 
after the Jigaboo comment, the big black well, guy comes Well, Harris didn't say it. It was the other guy. Yeah, yeah. He the guy yeah. he comes and saves is is uh, uh what the lieutenant and um and Mahoney. And Mahoney. Yeah. yeah, like that was unbelievable. But also then it was actually helpful at the end of the scene where he's like, Okay, one more down to go or one more down and like many to go and it was like oh yeah that's right like harris's point is to get rid of them yeah um so but i was curious the other weird thing was the way that it starts the the whole thing premise is that a bunch of people who are not suitable qualified or ideal to become police officers are be, are have been now allowed to go to police academy several mm-hmm. of these guys i didn't get the impression that they were i don't understand why hightower would be undesirable on the police force other than being black i guess yeah that's the impression i got i mean they were gonna wash him out because he couldn't drive yeah he couldn't drive so the the restrictions that they lifted to let all of these people in were sex height weight education Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe his is the and education. And so, like, piece? I think education is the only thing that he falls under in that. Which would indicate that he didn't finish high school. But he's a florist. Like, that's a profession that I think. No, I think know. without a high school degree is the in- implication, which is interesting because he's a he was a professional football player. Yeah, they're just trying <laughs> to make them all out to be to be misfits in some way, right? They're trying to find a way why these people are misfits and they don't fit this normal paradigm of what we think officers are. Um, so they frame them whether they're believable or not. Like every every police force wants someone like Hightower on the force, a gentle giant who comes yes. in intimidating. Imagine this guy showing up on the scene. Calm down. Go like, hide this guy's here. <laughs> of course they would want him. They would teach him to drive. Like they would not accept. Yeah, him. exactly. You, or you can be a bicycle <laughs> cop. You can be a beat cop. A horse cop. Like, you can just not drive. Yeah. <laughs> not drive. So, we'll teach you to drive. So, um, but they, they want to misfit in some way. Like so, they make look enormous next to everybody else. Yeah, they definitely do. So, Tim, you, one of your least favorite, less favorite people, um, uh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. One thing that keeps coming up, because he's very, to me, a bit reactionary and very status quo in a lot of ways. And they keep talking about, like, oh, if all of these people leave the police force, um, like, what type of people are you going to get to be the police? And I'm like, well, first of all, if you're not getting the quote-unquote best, what you consider the best um, applicants, we're, get, we're not getting satisfactory results from the people you, so, you, you believe are the, the best applicants, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I find that not a very good argument. And then when I'm watching this, the idea is, like, Oh, the cr- crime has gone up, so we need just any old misfit. Like, I really feel like this. For some reason, th- those two thoughts are tied in my head. Because like, it's, it's, it's the same idea, right? For for Rogan, certain types of people make good policing, right? And they usually ideal. They, they usually it's an idea that you have in your head about what it looks like, right? They're not people who look like you. They're not people who dress like you. But you assume like these types of people will make good police. It reminds me, so years ago, one of our old co-workers, Shalia, LeBron was on the cover of something, and we were talking about the reaction of it. And he sat me down, and we were talking. He was like, look, you have no problem taking authority from a black man. You've grown up 
with uncles and dads and people in your life who have been authoritative. But like the idea that seeing LeBron as some sort of leader or Obama as a president, it jars people and they don't know why. It's because they, they, they don't have that in their life. They don't have some brown person telling them what to do. And for the Rogan ties, someone other than someone who looks like you telling you what to do and being the authority in the situation seems odd to them. Yeah, I mean, flip side, right? I'm totally used to it. This is my entire life. <clears throat> So it's hard mm-hmm. to sympathize. <laughs> no, no, yeah, for sure. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me or you. Like if I went somewhere and your dad was telling me what to do, I wouldn't be like, what? I'd be like, oh yeah, it's another black dude in my life giving me some sort of direction. But for other people, that's their first time ever witnessing. And for some people, they get way into their 30s and 40s before they even have to witness that. I, and, I, anyone. and I accept that. But I'm also realizing if an Asian person with authority or a middle eastern person or an indian person like though none of that phases me <laughs> well i think it's similar yeah, it wouldn't phase yeah. any of us yeah i think that's the point it yeah. wouldn't phase any of us but for certain types of people it phases them. like like who do you think is going to be police like maybe people who are less like less like what, what's dude's name in this one who's all gung-ho to shoot people from the back tackleberry yeah. yeah, something like that. I think we're supposed to think, yeah, he's a good like gung ho like. I'm like, I don't want this guy anywhere near somebody. Although else. the thing is, yeah. is that the I want him showing up. <laughs> the movie doesn't say that. They're like, we need to talk. Like they're they're saying that like he's got a problem. So. But he, but they're not trying to wash him out. Right? I think they're they are. trying to reform. No, we need to have a. Talk they're trying to reform him. The next yes. Reform. Yeah. Fair. But but also, if you're not under the boot of these police someone like him doesn't frighten you because he's never going to be coming at you with his literal boot on your neck. So you're not concerned about him being a police. Like, yeah. So somebody we didn't mention, was it Lassard? No, he was the, which is the guy who is accident prone? Oh, he's funny. He's ridiculous. He uh, hits his wife with the briefcase and then knocks her in the head with the door. Like, what? She's so, such an 80s Shady, trope. It's so ridiculous. runs through the backyards. That and, was like, very 80s. It was so funny. Like, it was ridiculous and wonderful. So, so I wanted, what I wanted to bring up here, because I think one of the things that really got to us was the riot, Right. Like there is a class, we'll call it a class riot, the poor neighborhood. And what I find interesting, and and I don't think that this was intentional, but it kind of, I think is a little profound, is that the police officer does something casual, right? Not thinking about the results of it at all and leads to major consequences for a poor neighborhood, right? And then it's kind of portrayed, or at least they, I'm, they may even vocally say it. It's just like, who knows why they do this? Yeah. Who knows why, why they do this? He, to them? He, the same guy says it. Yeah. Right. Like the guy who caused it. So there's this idea that, that their regular actions, not thinking about their behavior, has this massive impact on, on these people. And then we're supposed to be kind of on these police officer side. And first, like those crowds are just a bunch, to me, Later, I saw some women in there, but it's just a bunch of able-bodied men, roughly, I don't know, 20 to 35, with sticks chasing around the police, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I was almost thought when they when they uh, surrounded the car that he was going to drive through some of them. I was worried about that. Too. And I was like, are, are, are you about to do this? No. Like, and because then they had course, a black guy in the car. <laughs> <laughs> looting their own stuff, right? Um, and then, of course, yeah, um, Leslie beats up people who are actually were not committing a crime. And then we're supposed to be okay with that. Um, okay, wait. So go back, though. I think, I think they purposefully put that in there in terms of the cop caused the riot to begin with and that's why he says what he says like i think that was that was part of the message that they were giving us i don't know that it was like i i feel like it wasn't the more profound part right that police forces have the have these knock-on effects in the communities that they police got it i think there is yes the message of why would they do this oh because i mean you caused this like on maybe on a more individual level or something like that. Right. I was thinking like on a larger level. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and so, so this riot is now happening and um, they decide to send the cadets, the police academy cadets out there. And that was like that weekend. And you were reacting pretty strongly to that. Like, why are they sending them out there? They should not be reporting, responding to this. They, they, out say, there. they didn't say that they're going to be there to direct traffic. Yeah, they're nowhere near it. it. Yeah, better, and but. then it was like, okay, but then that guy, oh man, he did. He was messing up numbers the entire time. The commandant, he mm. the entire time. And so he sends them to the middle of it. But it was kind of funny. It was like the, it was like, within the path, right? Like it's like it's where they're hitting next, and this where right. all these officers are just walking around. But there, is, there is no examination of why these people would do this it's just like in their nature in fact I, f- I feel like the idea that somebody get an apple thrown at their head and would immediately go Punch to the next this violence see. not a question of what happened why did you do this any of that because they're just unreasonable animals mm-hmm. yeah. do, do you look at you look at these people as animals and paint them all as criminals at some point we're going to have a conversation on the show moving forward, I imagine, of all the sort of propaganda that's in these TV shows and stuff that we watch. You know who did that is uh, um, Trevor Noah did this whole thing about police shows. Yeah, they're crazy. I mean, you guys, our our second episode was RoboCop and we touched on it a little bit then. And we didn't go too far, but I mean, yes. Yes. It's like, the, it's like the James Cameron thing that I had read, you know, a few episodes back about why he chose a police officer for Terminator 2. Like, that was that was purposeful. And I also think the way we paint officers, like, you look at these shows and if there's a bad cop, they immediately get them off the force. We know this not to be true. But it's this idea that, like, these police officers believe in, like, truth and justice above all. And we can look across this country over the recent weeks and say, well, that's not. It's funny that an, on top of all of it, it's funny that an Apple starts this because the yeah. whole theory or the whole thing that's always pushed forward is it's bad apples <laughs> that cause these problems, right? And that's why we get this guy off the force and yeah. he's just not representative of, and we're like, oh, no, we're not buying this anymore. We're just like that guy, Apple. like not thinking about his actions, like apples, like that's literally gravity, right? Apple falling. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, what's going to happen if you throw an apple up, it's going to fall down. I had a long discussion with a coworker recently about 
everything that's happening, he had a bunch of questions for me. I became the black voice and he wanted to just bounce ideas off me. He didn't want to seem racist, which I appreciate it. Um, but one of the things he said to me was like, all police aren't bad, it's just a few bad apples. And I just asked him, how am I supposed to tell which ones are bad? They all look the same. Especially also, when they're all anti-accountability. Like yeah, that's the thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have bad interactions or experiences with many of the law enforcement in our in our area, but like there's an inquest process happening right now and you've got King County and Kent and Auburn and Seattle all fighting like against having accountability in this system. Like they don't, or transparency, like all of the things that they're trying to hold away from the public. I'm like, how am I supposed to trust you if you're, you're doing everything you can to like keep information away and mostly to protect those bad apples, most likely. Okay, here's the thing. Anytime, anytime any, any of our friends, any of you hear the bad apples, finish the rest of the statement. A few bad apples ruin the bunch or rot, ruin <laughs> the barrel. That yeah. is the entire thing, right? And it's funny that it happened to me a couple of months ago. Like I was starting to get some produce and I guess it was a little too warm at the time or whatever. And like an onion or something went bad. And it ruined all of the the uh, the produce that was touching it, right? Like we don't a few bad apples sounds like kind of folksy and kind of wise, but you cut off half of the statement. Right, and the point is that yes, that they in fact do ruin the bunch. They do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, and I don't think this movie helps because it's very funny and it it excuses away a lot of things like i don't think i want someone like mahoney as a law enforcement no, no um, i don't and he's getting an award at the end um he's on the force first of all because he's a criminal let's just say he committed a crime that's why he got arrested and he was given the option to be a police officer instead of instead of accountability for his for his criminal action yeah right um and then he decides to stay for sex like, this is what convinces him to stay. He's the kind of guy who's going to be, like, pulling over the girl on the side of the road and be like, you can give me a blowjob and I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could be. That, like, that happens. Like, he's that type of, yeah. No, I don't want him to be a cop. I don't want Tackleberry to be able to own weapons because he scares me. Those yeah. two uh, guys who are to turn clearly on racist. They're not even just, they're, it's not that they're willing to turn on. They're willing to take any sort of order yeah like th they're those sort of people that you don't that don't seem like they'll use their own judgment mm -hmm. like or use good judgment they'd rather be told what to do this whole movie's i mean like this, well that's not true i i mean hightower is fine hook seems fine Who, what, which one is hook it's the black woman black. <laughs> you're gonna see a trend here because uh what is his name joe lavar jones, jones? Yeah. he seems kind of harmless yeah he seems fully capable and funny um <laughs> and he's able to de-escalate a situation you've got a mob coming at that police car and he he de-escalated that without anything well he he both escalated and disescalated. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Mar the martin um martin, martin no he what like he just seems supposed to be lovable. He's yeah, he doesn't like actually take advantage of anybody, right? Like 
all these women are willing participants willing, except for yeah. the fact that he's faking he's his lying accent. about his accent <laughs> and then the um, but i feel like he's going to end up in narcotics and then end up in the movie training day he seems like that sort of guy no i doubt it he's too he's too lovable like but that's the thing is does he get cynical no you don't think so? i don't think so i think he's no, okay think so. well he's clearly willing to commit fraud he's yeah, uh, I, think, I, think he, I think he just wait does. what did he write on his application did he put the accent above the eye or not because that would be falsifying information i doubt he put an accent on it honestly um, but I also I think, I think about, he's the kind of guy who does just enough to be a cop and goes to bars and hits on women and he's fine. Yeah, I think I he's he was one of my favorite parts. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I also I, liked Callahan. So he, but yeah. let's stay with him because like there's also the like he ends up getting not raped. Uh, yeah, he got raped. No, because he was he's like willingly kind of, and he liked it after. And then he wanted more, and then they ended up together. This is very problematic if you flip the gender. No, story. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. This is, I'm asking it. Like, is that it what? It is. I don't know. It was he forced. Initially, no. I mean, here's the she thing. She said, "Come back here," and she's he just his, comes back. And he she's his back. commander. So, also an episode of Lied to Me. If your superior officer orders you, you may not even like feel like you can say no, and so it is commander rape. You're right. It's it's the the power dynamic. Yeah. If you switch the genders, this would be very because yeah. just because like this is a thing that people excuse some sexual assault. It's like well, they ended up together. Right. Well, I think it's also the whole. It's a thing I see on TV a lot where like guys like girls who take control, and so it's. I wasn't sure if that was a. Like a turn on to be like, come on, come here. Like she's supposed to be like super sexy for doing that, but. Well, he said so. He said exactly that. He did. Yeah, it was like if you ever had a woman take control in the bedroom. Does say that. Yeah, so that's where I'm not sure. I just think it's the same thing. It's like okay, listen. Uh, if a female teacher has sex with like a 14 or 15 year old high school kid, society typically kind of shrugs their shoulders hmm? yeah. yeah no yes and especially we men we, well we i mean at one we age i would have we will not <laughs> there are people who do shrug their shoulders. yeah a lot of people dude you're gonna be batman like that yeah the joe rogan joke weinstein work or oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well it's more just like because like 15 year old dudes are all wanting to get laid. They're all hormones. And it's like, you got an older lady. I, I hope that's she's not attractive. the case anymore. I hope I can, I believe you in the nineties. Okay, I listen, hope that's not in the eighties now in the eighties. It was probably the case. Sure. My point is to go on to the idea that a man, he seemed particularly tall and physically capable, right? Mm -hmm. The idea that he was forced into it by this attractive woman who you know, it's his commanding officer and she just really, like, I feel like that is something that would not be looked down on the same way as if you were to flip the genders. Mm -hmm. And so same, that, that's where I was going with the analogy in high school. Like people would be, would be up in arms and horrified if a male teacher has sex with a 14, 15 year old uh, female student. Yeah, the headline, the headlines read differently. 
very different. Even, I think that the charges would be different. Like I, 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 I believe even now that the res, the result would be way different. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that. Now, there's also a kind of sexual assault that happens to the commandant where he's giving his speech and. Kenan thought blowjob. I wasn't sure if it was a blowjob or a hand job, but you've got the prostitute in the podium. Oh, it was definitely a blowjob. It was a blowjob. Um, how do you know? It's it just makes more sense. So what they do in these what they do in these comedies with hand jobs is you'll see the person's face and they're at the dinner table and her hands are hidden. You don't know what's happening. What they do yeah. with is you don't see anything and you're supposed to believe that she's giving him a blowjob. Oral huh. sex is comedy much more so than hand would what is that man manual sex i guess that would be considered manual, like manual. yeah <laughs> no but yeah. i think i think but i think part of these part of these hand job jokes part of the humor is showing both parties yeah like that's the joke is like you see the woman very stone-faced and she's holding a conversation and the guy can barely keep his thoughts together because he's getting a hand job that's the joke. With and the then also, blowjob, it's just the guy's reaction, and you don't see what's happening. He can barely put two words together. And I think you need to add in the second part is that Mahoney is the one who pops his head out, right? And it's more yeah. of a gay panic sort of joke that yeah. he may have gotten oral sex from a man from a guy, yeah. than a hand job from a guy. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think the reaction there was... And that podium is fitting two people. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that he checks the podium um, at the end when he goes yeah. up to give them the awards. But then he that. checks it and there is somebody in there. I, it, so it was like, oh, it's, that was funny. And then be well, like. Maybe to make sure that she's there. Yeah. To give her a little wink and thumbs up. I don't know. But it was a funny little reference. And, and then. Did you see? So he's making out with Kim Cattrall, Mahoney is, and the Commodore's like, stop it, you two, or something like that. And then, like, turn around, it's like, I'm a girl. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. It's fine. Because she, like, she wanted to dress like a man. Yeah. It's yeah. a tie back to the, to the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. But then, like, he is like, Mahoney, like, you've got some problems here. You give random blowjobs and you're making out with a fellow officer. Do you oh, think okay. they can make that movie now? Yeah, I think they can make it now. I just think it would be different. I think society has a little less patience for a lot of what they did. So they I think they can make other movie. funny parts, but I think it would be different. They definitely could have made this movie twenty years after it came out, like the what is uh, what's his name Tom Green era, yeah, Super Jack era. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. They could have made this in the mid two thousands. Here's the thing: I have some problem with like this. Um, Going back to just the, the premise that the mayor lifted these restrictions, um, the restrictions that she lifted are basically discriminate, like lifted discrimination. <laughs> discrimination. Like, so like I don't I had a whole pro like a problem with this premise that like because you lifted this you have unqualified people who no, can't do a good that's job. A good point. Like just because you can't discriminate based on <laughs> sex. Well, <laughs> like, a, the ha like half of them are, right? Wait. Education, education and weight. I think are legit. Yeah, but what if you're a bodybuilder? I mean, you're strong. No, Maybe that's BMI. why well, high tower. It's, it's, it's something more like BMI. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but what if you can pass the physical test? Then who cares? Yeah. Well, and like, 
passed the test. They didn't say height and weight, right? Like the height was something separate than weight. So BMI is them together, right? So I think I think it's weight. Have so like maybe it. Hightower was excluded because he's too heavy. I, I, I mean, he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't climb the rope because he ripped the rope out. When, oh. when I was one of my first office jobs, we had a we had a um, diversity training, and so we went around the room to talk about stuff that concerns us. I'm the only black person in the room, as you can imagine. And one guy says, and he goes on this rant, this very racist, then says, and then what's the deal with female cops? They're just useless. They're so small. Like, why do we even have them? And he was 100% serious. He was not joking. Well, there are people okay. that, that like certain types of people shouldn't be officers. Notice yeah. that the mayor, they just, she doesn't even show up at the end, right? So she's that. kind of this... Um, how do I say, just outside force. And remember at some point it's like our lady mayor. Oh yeah, they call her the B word. Yeah, yeah. so there's this whole like, it's like the feminizing of the police or, mm -hmm. or some sort of, yeah. Um, it's gross. This, yes. the, the majority of this movie is gross. Okay, but I did like Hightower just kicked the wall down. Like yeah. in one of their first training camp things, what's her face couldn't get over it um hooks and like and Harris like just go around, Ugh. Yeah, like, go around. <laughs> and then and then Hightower comes and just knocks the shit down so I want to point this I want to bring this up my um aunt my dad's older um older sister was one of the first women on the police force in his hometown in, mm -hmm. in Albany Georgia and we've talked about this especially since the police thing because I have this like man police are this and that and he's like you, you mean your auntie as well um so it's like okay so I, I that adds a bit of thought to the whole thing um but what i found interesting was once I th hooks made it over the top later mm -hmm. you know barely but made it over and did you see that that callahan had a bit of a smile about that and you gotta say wait who's callahan that? Callahan is the female oh, yeah. instructor. Yeah, she was happy about it. And you gotta think, I mean, there's this whole idea, at least in the 80s and, and, and into the 90s, right, that in order for women to break into certain things, they basically had to act like men. Mm -hmm. You know, and she was reminding me a bit of um, Bridget, uh, what's, what's Bridget, Bridget Nielsen? Bridget Nielsen kind of character mm -hmm. from Rocky IV, for instance. And you can imagine that, like, she has kind of been a little lonely, I could say, maybe in the 80s being like, or isolated, maybe is better. It's like, I had to behave this way. It would be nice if other women were on the department, right? And, and, and everything she does and is sexualized. Huh? Everything she does is sexualized. Like, even her training, she's training the guys and she pins them. Yeah. They all want to volunteer now because they think they're going to get her vagina in their face. Like, yeah. Everything. Like sexualized i liked that the, that was kind of a nice subtle little like it's for her it yeah it would be a little more isolating to have f much fewer women in the thing but i really appreciate that shalia picked up on the idea that a lot of that was just was eliminating what we consider just discrimination now mm -hmm. so all right what is your favorite thing about this movie uh, i'm gonna say winslow i think he is hilarious I like the black characters all of them. Hightower was funny. Yeah. Except for Reed. I mean, Reed's the one who sent Mahoney in. Like, I don't think you get to just give this guy a p police it academy. It seemed a little bit like I'm sending you to medical or to military school. Yeah, it did. Essentially, yeah. Just and that was the other part. 
like academy, you can't, you don't necessarily become a police officer from like, you have to actually get through it. Right. Yeah. But the implication was that he was going to make it through it or else he was going to go to jail. Right. So, so he can do it. He's like tough love, make you do, making you make a choice. Um, okay. Yeah. So my, yeah. So you like all the black characters. I like, um, I, I'm forgetting his name and the thing, the, all the sound effects guy. I liked him L- a Lavelle lot. Lavelle Jones. Yeah, I found him hilarious. Tim, what about you? Uh, Hightower. Yeah. All the Hightower stuff was really funny. I was bummed to find out he was already dead, that actor. Yeah, Bubba Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Influences? Oh, man. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every cop show, every weird 80s comedy, any weird misfits come together to solve the day. Super Troopers? And super Troopers, uh, all that stuff. You might be a little older for this, but there was a cartoon and a toy line. No, I remember. The- I remember. Yeah, right, because the cartoon started in like 1988. It's weird that they would make this a cartoon for kids. Super weird. Agree. Yeah. It's very problematic. But But you know, kids probably liked the movie because it is like there's a lot of humor there that kids would probably was this rated R? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But Shalia, um, you bring up you you really like Lavelle Jones' character. One of the best things is when they're all sleeping, and he's playing a he's playing Mm -hmm. a video game, game. but he's not like there's no video game, but he's making all the noises and all of and and that those sort of little gags were great. Yeah. yeah, I found him hilarious. I dated a girl, and these were her favorite movies. Um, wow. She, all of them. She watched all of them. She loved them. I don't know why. Was yeah. she black? Yeah. I mean, the black characters are kind of great. I think just growing up in the 80s and seeing these, I, I can imagine you just watched them all. There's one, you said there's one every year. So you just... Yeah, yeah I mean, she's, not, she's probably not... Like we're taking we taking these movies apart now, yeah. With a lot of hindsight. Was she your age? Like, yeah. is she older than us a little bit? Same age. So, like, that's the yeah. other part is I didn't see these when they were coming out. Like, I saw references to them, and I think I saw them on like USA and watched some of the, um, the highly edited versions. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never seen. I had never seen this movie, but the theme song was very prominently in my mind. Yeah iconic now tim you're just a little older than us did you see it like did you see these movies around the time they came out yeah i think my uncle was watching them <laughs> of course he was <laughs> so yeah i think this is an example of just a little bit of our age gap um mm-hmm. mattering when it comes to these because like hot part? shots right like hot shots and hot that shots. kind of stuff like or a uh, naked gun like those we saw i kind of want to see a little naked early because of the whole OJ thing might be fascinating. Yeah, it's weird watching OJ in it now. It's super weird. Because you asked if Hightower was OJ. I did for a moment. I was like, wait, is that? Yeah, Yeah, no. Um, Tim, yeah, what is is your favorite thing about this movie? I said Hightower. Hightower. And I like like Harris, too. I thought Harris was really funny. He did a good job. Can we talk about the scene of him going into the butt of the horse? It was funny. And Mahoney yells, call someone call a veterinarian. <laughs> I thought so it I was I didn't great. have the answer, but can you just commandeer somebody's stuff like that? No, I don't think so. But I feel like 80s police can. 
but like i thought it was brilliant that they get back to school back to academy and instead of just making fun of him they play it like yeah no nobody else knows and then everyone's just laughing at him like i thought that was a very clever way to respond to that like everyone is so real quick um from today i found out 2019 to sum it up yes it turns out while extremely rare in modern times in a lot of places in the world the police are legally able to commandeer your vehicle like in the movies should there be a pressing and immediate need so long as that immediate need is something a lot more serious than a double glazed donut mm-hmm. i really need that donut yeah it seems like it like yeah it sounds right um okay you guys want to rate it police academy the first one are we ready yeah is it a classic or are we past it i'm past it it's probably classic classic. yeah i'm the same i'm past it but it is a classic i'm I'm giving it classic um which makes me feel bad about breakfast club i'm still feeling bad that i didn't give that one we didn't give that one a classic because some of these (laughs) <laughs> Wait, did any of us say classic? I don't know, but overall, I know that it did not get classic. Change, you can status. change your rating. I mean, it, we'd it, have to. Yeah, we would have to go back and actually look at it again. I can't, because I don't really remember everything we actually. I mean, said, I remember but... that. Yeah, no, it's kind of a lame movie. <laughs> <laughs> they got together on a Saturday and feel like they changed the world. Yeah, and they called themselves the Breakfast Club, and we didn't ever find out why. Right, they have lunch, but not breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. The police academy. They, did they name the movie before they wrote it? <laughs> Maybe anyway, a pivotal scene, a pivotal breakfast scene. They're all having breakfast in the morning. I don't know. Okay, so what are we doing next week? Do you guys want to do Mad Max? That's one of the ones we had in our absolutely bag. That's a 1970s movie, technically. Oh. Well, then right? why is it in our bag? Why do we keep because bringing it up? Because it's very 80s, that series, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We could jump all the way to um, Beyond Thunderdome. I don't know anything about Mad Max other than I did watch Fury Road. So, so the first one is actually The Road Warrior. Let me see when that came out. Or Mad Max. Wait, is it Mad Max? Is 1979. Mad Max 2 was 81 and Mad Max was 85. Yeah. Um, and I just somehow feel like that that works. I mean, we've done 1978 for Superman. We've done 1979, I think, for Alien. So do you want to do all, like, all Mad Max? We'll just no. watch some of them? Or are you saying you want to do Mad Max number one? I would say Mad Max number one. And if we get time, Mad Max number two, we could talk about those two together. Thunderdome, I think, needs its own, um, needs its own episode. So friends, watch Mad Max one. Watch Mad Max 2. We might talk about it if we've all been able to watch it. But not Thunderdome. That'll get it separate. Sounds and I think there might be a guest or two who would be nice over Zoom. We should get more guests now that we can use. We're using Zoom. It'll be easier yeah. to get people. Yeah, that's a good point. So does that sound good to you, Tim? Mad Max yep. 1? Yeah. And maybe 2 if you if you watch it? Okay. We can do that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, friends, if you're enjoying this, let us know. You have our email address, I think, MIT80s. Yeah, we want to hear back from, from you guys. Gmail.com. Yeah, let us know if you like it. Any Give input? some ratings. 
I like we listen to other things and they say that and we're like, well, we should probably say that sometimes. So yeah. set it. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Yeah. Okay. Tim, it was nice to see you. Good to see you. Excited to talk to you no, next week. Yes. I'm gonna go for my walk now. Yes, enjoy it. It's nice. Hey, I saw that on Instagram. Your one of your Instagram stories. Yeah. You were like two miles into your walk or something like that. It looked great. Four a day. Yeah, it's awesome where you like you live so close to like such a great walking walk place. Down there, I know, right? <laughs> it's it's a treat. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that Seward Park has a nude beach? No, I do not know that. We never- learned that. I haven't. I have not been there, but we have learned that there is a nude beach at Seward Park. Anyway, be careful as you like look out. I'll be over there with my clothes on for sure. Okay. Well, enjoy. And we'll talk to you next week when, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. Thank you.